So if you want to know how to influence people, it might be a good idea to talk to someone who writes, I don't know, direct sales letters, perhaps, because their entire living depends upon them writing something which is going to be persuasive. If you want to know how to be a good debater, then go and talk to a barrister or an attorney because their entire livelihood depends upon being a, a good debater. If you want to know how to give a really interesting talk, then, I don't know, go and see a stand-up comedian because that's what they do. They give talks that are engaging the whole people's interest. And if you want to feel like a winner, if you want to win at life, whatever that means to you, then maybe talk to someone who's in the sporting world, sports person, because their livelihood is based on them winning. They're in competitive sports. If they win a lot, they're doing well. If they're not winning a lot, then they need to focus on how they win. In fact, their whole, their whole overarching focus, a sports person, is how to win. And so if we want to win at life, if we want to feel like someone who is successful and, and, and you know, winning, however we define it, it's interesting to listen to sports people. And luckily enough, we can listen to sports people just by tuning into any sports event because they'll always have some of the most successful former sports people in the studio as pundits. And they talk about what it takes to be a winner. And one of the most common things that you'll hear them say is that winning is a habit. You hear that a lot, no matter what the sport, and many different pundits say it, former sports people say it, winning, they say, is a habit. That once you get into that win zone, you're more likely to win again. It increases your confidence. Winning feels good. So you'd like to do it again, and that's quite kind of motivating. But winning, they say, is a habit. And so what that tells us is that once we start winning at life and start feeling good about ourselves, once we start feeling like a successful person, then it motivates us to carry on doing that thing that we're successful at. And in fact, all the key kind of um, behavioural design research completely backs this up. There's a, a long-standing belief that the way to form a habit is repetition. You do it like 21 days or you do it for 28 days or you do it for 45 days. They disagree on it, but a lot of them say that repetition is what causes a habit. But in fact, what the what the research really shows is not that repetition causes a habit but that repetition is the result of a habit what actually causes us to make behavioral change and do it repeatedly is the fact that we feel successful that we feel like a winner and so it's important really to kind of understand from from these kind of uh, sports people what it is to win and like they say winning is a habit because it feels good it builds your confidence builds your motivation, and you're likely to do it again. Now, the problem with being in the sporting world is that even these people who are focused on winning so much will lose a lot of the time too. And the big problem that they face is that they don't control who their competition is. So, I don't know, if you're a football manager, for instance, and you're, 
you're in a cup competition and it's the cup draw that day to see who you're going to play and oh you end up at Real Madrid one of the biggest clubs in the world now there the very fact that you're drawn against Real Madrid makes your chances of winning a lot lower but I don't know if you've been drawn against an amateur team well the chance of you winning there is going to be an awful lot higher but when you're a sports person, you, you don't control that. You know, that gets drawn out of a hat and you end up having to play that particular team. And you might win or you might not. But the chances of winning against Real Madrid are much lower than against the amateur team. And so sports people have this real disadvantage that they don't choose who it is that they're playing against. The big advantage for us, though, is that when we want to feel like a winner, we can actually decide what winning means, we can actually control and construct what winning means for us. And again, all the research on behaviour design and behaviour change says that this is the case. And so often, and I talk about this a lot, often we're tempted to try and create an enormous change. You know, we'll, we'll go for a two-hour walk every day. And yet that really sets us off for failure, doesn't it? Because if you only go out for 90 minutes, or in fact, if you don't even go out at all because oof, two hour walk just seems quite overwhelming today, then, then we feel like a failure and then we feel under-resourced and then we feel like, well, I may as well just give up because I can't do that. And so rather than building these huge kind of tasks for ourselves, Rather than choosing to play Real Madrid, in other words, one of the things that we can do and that the research shows is effective, if we want to feel successful, if we want to be a winner, we actually design the criteria for winning. So it's actually really, really tiny. So rather than higher in the bar, we lower the bar. So as an example, there's a guy called BJ Fogg and he's a, an academic who works on behavior design who's done a lot of this research and one of the things that he actually did for himself in his own life is that every time he went to go to the toilet to have a wee he would you know as long as it was in his house this is he would then do two push-ups immediately afterwards now if he wanted to do more he could of course that was up to him but that wasn't the that wasn't what winning meant what winning meant is that he would do two push-ups immediately after going to the toilet. And the reason he did that is because he wanted to feel like a winner. And in order to feel like a winner, he decided to rig the system in his favour. So he was never, ever playing Real Madrid. He was always playing the amateur team. And as a result, he always won. Because he knew that two push-ups was a pretty much guaranteed success. And also, it was such a small thing to do that it wouldn't overwhelm. It was only going to take a couple of seconds. And yet what he found himself doing a lot of the time was once he'd done his two, he would carry on for a bit. You know, he's there, he's in the position, he's doing his push-ups, he may as well carry on. And sometimes he didn't. Sometimes he did two, he was busy, wasn't in the mood. But he did his two and he'd get back up again and carry on. And whichever way he did it, whether he did his two push-ups or whether he carried on till 10 or 20 or whatever, he'd won. Two push-ups was enough to win. And because he felt good about doing his two push-ups, 
he would keep on doing it and keep on doing it and keep on doing it. Basically, like the sports people say, winning is a habit. And so if winning is the thing that creates behaviour change that sticks, then what's really important is to ensure that we kind of rig it in our favour to ensure that we're not playing Real Madrid, but we're playing that amateur amateur team all the time. In fact, we can play that amateur team with a player sent off. The point is to ensure that we create something that we do regularly, which is small enough to guarantee that we do it. Because when we do it, that's a win. And then we're a winner. And winning is a habit. And in fact, winning creates a habit. Winning creates behavior change that sticks. And so I talk about this an awful lot. Tiny, tiny changes are really profound. Because not only is it more likely that you'll do them, not only will it ensure that because you feel like a winner, you're going to do them again. But also because sometimes you decide to get extra credits. Sometimes you're doing that tiny thing. And because you've done that tiny thing, you decide to do a little bit more just because you feel like it. Not because you have to, but just because you feel like it. And so it's worthwhile listening to those sports people. Winning is a habit. And in fact, Winning creates habits because winning feels so good that we quite fancy doing that again and winning all over again and getting all those good feelings of victory. And the key thing to ensure that you do always win is don't set yourself up for failure by giving yourself a big task to do. Give yourself a tiny task to do and then you're guaranteed to win. And because you're guaranteed to win, That's the thing, that feeling of being successful that is going to ensure that that thing actually becomes a real lasting change in behaviour that is much more likely to stick. So I hope that's helpful. If it was, feel free to share it around. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It's completely free. If you prefer to watch it on YouTube, you can go to asliceoftherapy.com. And you can work with me directly. I'm Alan Parry from the Liverpool Psychotherapy Practice. And the website for that is liverpoolpsychotherapy.co.uk. So thanks for listening. And I'll be back with another one tomorrow.